Well, I want you to tell us because, and we've got some things we're going to talk about, but tell us how you got started in worship. Because when I first saw you, you were pregnant with your first, is was your first when you did that album at Christ for the Nations? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you've had three more yes. since then. Mm -hmm. And so uh, tell us how you got started in worship from way back prior to those CFNI days. And Okay. I got started when um, I was actually probably six or seven. I say started as, as far as my mom sings and plays the piano. So I watched her excuse me, on stage seeing specials, and I wanted to be like her when I grew up. And so um, as time went on, I learned piano. I started writing when I was 14, um, songwriting, and um, I was really bad at it, I'll be honest. And that was before I knew what plagiarism was. Do you know what plagiarism is? Okay, so I didn't know what that meant at the time. Um, <laughs> I remember reading something that was so inspiring that I decided to make a song out of it, and I used a lot of the words from it, um, if not most all of it, and put it to music, and, and instead I wrote a song, and then my dad is, and <laughs> it's cheesy title, you can laugh, it's, it's, it's cheesy, I know, it's, it, but, it, it, but the, the title is Daddy, You're a Picture, Picture of God to Me. Okay, well, as cheesy as that sounds, I admit it with all my heart because my dad was a picture of God to me. He led me to Christ. I love him to death to this day. And um, so I grew up in a really good Christian home. So all that to say, um, it was from something I had read, and it is called Daddy, You're a Picture of God. And so anyway, and then whenever I found out I was it was plagiarism, I felt so guilty and so bad and had, I'm like, you know, thought, I don't know, lightning bolt might strike me. Um, it didn't, thank God. But yeah, um, so I started singing on stage when I was about nine or 10. And then my dad um, believed in me and my mom, both my parents did. And so um, I remember my dad asking me what I wanted to do. And when I felt the call to um, music ministry was actually at youth retreats and youth camps and such. Um, and God just kept confirming it over and over to me. But uh, I got to go on the road part-time, and I homeschooled part of my high, well, part of, in high school, so I could graduate a year early and hit the road. That was my dream. Um, so, uh, yeah, and my dad bought a bunch of sound equipment, and he was my sound man, and that was in the day where um, people did record labels. You don't really do that much anymore. Everybody's independent artist, and much better direction to go in, by the way. So yeah, I've just been um, singing ever since I can remember and loving God ever since I can remember. You had one of the things, and we, we met the other day just to kind of talk about what, what I would ask Elizabeth, because she has so much to, to, to impart. But what yes. would you say, with this being a ladies' night and the destiny of God on so many of these young ladies, what would you tell them at where they're at in life in following their dreams, following the heart of God? What, what advice would you give them if you could sit down at craft work with coffee with them? Well, here's the deal. I, I'm not good at memorizing things too much. So I wrote everything down in my notes, just so you know, I'm not like, um, Facebooking or anything. Um, the only way I can get my thoughts out is on paper. And I did my best to remember all this, but there's just no way I'm going to. Um, and I just didn't want to miss anything. Uh, okay, in the Bible, in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before 
You were born, I sanctified you, which means set apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, keep in mind, he's talking to Jeremiah, a prophet. But I take that also as for myself and for you guys. Um, a prophet is, you know, you, you don't have to be an ordained prophet to be able to speak the word of God. But God knew you before he even laid the foundations of the world. And he knew what you were supposed to do with your life if you choose him. Um, and then um, Jeremiah 1, let's see. Let me, let me do this. If, oh, my goodness. I, I hate it when um, your iPhone goes crazy. Um, for just no reason. Um, I'm sure nobody else has that problem. <laughs> God, it's a love-hate relationship with iPhones, right? Okay, Ephesians 1.4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And that's talking about redemption. Um, so God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I'm sure most, if not all of you, know that. So before you took your first breath, before you entered your mother's womb, God had a plan. He has a plan that involves you to be successful and full of joy all the days of your life. And really the question I would ask is, are you becoming or working on the quality person you need to be in order to achieve your God-given destiny? Because it's really important that as you are seeking out um, say, for instance, you want to be a teacher or you want to be in the medical field, a missionary, um, really whatever you choose occupation-wise, you are a missionary. And you are supposed to be coming a quality person um, formed in the image of Christ. If you know Christ is your Savior, you should be working on yourself. And if, um, and if you want to... If you know that you are called to something, what are you doing in order to get there? Um, it's, a, it's a process. Um, we all want things to happen like microwave fast. Um, and we don't want to wait for something to bake in the oven for like 60 minutes. I know I don't. Um, so uh, that's just an analogy. In other words, we live in a society where everything we can get the drop of a hat. You can go through the drive-through. You, you know, everything is so fast. Amazon Prime, get it in two days or the next day. Holla! <laughs> so, um, and, and you know, who wants to wait? I ordered something a week ago. I, I joined Camp Gladiator. Ooh, that kicks tail, let me tell you. <laughs> it is so tough. But I, I love it. But at the same time, so I had bought this really cheap mat at Walmart, not knowing what I was getting myself into before I went to my first class at Camp Gladiator. Well, that mat tore up in two weeks, okay? So I need a more durable mat. And so I ordered it a week ago, and it hasn't even come yet. I'm like, oh, really? I, I haven't even got the email that says, hey, your order's been shipped. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? I should have had it by now. Ordered it a week ago, literally today. It, anyway, I did call. They were supposed to leave a message. I mean, I left a message, but they haven't called me back yet. So all that to say, I am anticipating that workout mat. I need that mat. I don't want to wait any longer. So in uh, Amazon Prime, you know, in a few days, it's going to be there. I, I say all that to say, enjoy the process, wait, and understand that you might not know exactly 
what you're going to do, what you're going to be right now. But as you wait and as you continue to seek the Lord, you will find out. And it's a day-by-day process and, and moment-by-moment. So many things, so many uh, young ladies face not thinking that they're good enough for a God kind of destiny. What would you tell it to a young lady that was saying, Elizabeth, that might be good for you because you are gifted in a way. But what would you say to them when they're saying, well, maybe not me? Well, I would say that's a lie from the enemy, first of all, um, because the enemy's really good at telling you the things that you're not good at. And then on the flip side, things that you're really good at that are bad things. And so um, really none of us are, are worthy of entering, um, you know, a, of a relationship with Christ. But because of his blood, we're all valuable. We're all worthy. We're all loved equally. So I would say most definitely you are just as important as anybody else. Just because people up on stage doesn't mean they got it to get all together. Believe me, if anything, we might be just as torn apart and messed up as you are. But God, God gives us the grace and the mercy to push through our pain and our suffering and to look towards the King of kings and Lord of lords and set our eyes on him because he's where our help comes from anyway. I can't do a single, I'd like to say dad gum because I'm from Mississippi. So, you know, Mater, if anybody's, you know, I have kids, so um, I like Carter's movie. Um, dad gum. Um, we can't do we can't do a single dadgum thing without him. Um, you know, I don't want to be boring, so occasionally I try to be funny. And if I'm not funny, it's okay. You don't have to laugh. I just I'm like, dear Lord, praying today, just let be glorified in my weakness, and please don't let me be boring. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to somebody who's boring. Um, I don't want you to fall asleep. But anyway, so yeah, I would say that. Just um, don't believe the lies of the enemy. Just seek out what God says about you. When we met the other day, um, I could I, I said, Elizabeth, we could easily have you for four weeks straight and, and talk about everything that you've been through. Talk about, um, because some young ladies might think that they see you here today and, that, and, and that's always been. But talk about your first marriage and what yeah. happened at the onset of that. Okay. Well, let me back it up just a little bit. Before before I got married, I don't know if those of you have heard my story at all, and those of you who haven't, I'll just kind of repeat then. Um, I never dated until I met my first husband. Never seriously dated anybody. And I was 21, I believe, 21, 22. And that shocks people, I know. But here, here's the deal. I love and still loved and love God so much that I didn't want anything or anybody to get in the way of God's plan. So I was going hard after my goal was music evangelism, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was going after those dreams. And um, uh, I, met the, I, met a, I met this guy at church. And um, it doesn't really matter where you meet. If you meet on online or in church, there, there are religious men everywhere who claim to know God, but their hearts are far from him. And that was the kind of man that I encountered but didn't know. I was naive and um, sheltered. So um, uh, we met and married in four months. 
and um, there were red flags, but I didn't pay attention to them, and um, I didn't have my parents' blessing, and if your parents know the Lord, it's really important, and or having people uh, who are in the Lord to bless your relationship. The authorities that God places in your life are there for a reason. They're there to help you in life to become the man or woman that you need to be. Um, so all that to say, my dad wasn't too keen on the idea, but he went along with it. I'm going to interrupt so, you real quick because yeah. I asked you the other day, I said, if you could say one thing to them, yeah. what, what did you, would you, and, and you made it very clear. Um, I don't remember what I yeah. said, but <laughs> I do. I, I have it right here too. And, I might have added it. And I'm straying from the question. What did, you, so what did I say? Me. And then I'll and read she, this. And she's, I said, Elizabeth, if you could say one thing to a young lady entering into a relationship in that part, what would you say? She says, listen to your parents. Okay. Okay, good. And you were kind of going into that. that. That's why I wanted you good. to. Good. I mean, it's, it's true. Um, when you're young, it doesn't matter if you're in twenties or if you're a teenager, you're, you think you know more than your parents, but you really don't. Um, and even and, and, I, and we've all been there. And it's funny because when you tell your story and you try to encourage young people, they look at you like you're an idiot, like you've never been there before. I'm like, really? I never grew up. I never was a teenager. I have no clue what I'm talking about at all. You're right. So, um, but, and it's okay. I'm just like, yeah, they'll get it one day. They'll learn. But here's, here's what I would say to my younger self. Be careful and watch out for your motives and keep a watch out on pride. Pride comes in sneaky ways and sometimes you don't even realize you carried it around. Don't be led by your emotions, but be led by the spirit and wisdom. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm a very creative, artsy person, and one of my gifts is compassion. So that can be um, taken advantage of um, very easily. Um, and so I tend to rely more on my emotions than wisdom. I've matured, hopefully, over the years, and I'm definitely relying on wisdom more. But my husband's more logical and rational, and so he doesn't go by his emotions at all. He is one of the most self-controlled men that I, I've ever met, and I'm just like, wow, I wish I could be like that. Um, and he doesn't easy, easily get worked up. So I would also say to my young adult self to watch out for religious men. This is to the ladies. And this is, you know, you could switch this to men, religious women, who wish to date you and swoon you with his or her charm. Let his or her actions speak louder than their words. So that's what I would say. There's always so much more to say, but I'm going to try to cut it off right there. <laughs> going into, and, and one of the things that we talked about was going into your, in your first marriage, it was abusive. Yeah, I'm sorry I left that out. I do what you call bunny trails, and then I forget <laughs> about what I was supposed to really say. Yes, um, I have never seen or witnessed, never known abuse because I grew up in a really great home. So, again, sheltered, um, loving Christian parents. I couldn't even, I, I could only listen to Christian music. That's the kind of home I grew up in. Okay, um, so all that, all that to say, I didn't even know when I was in an abusive relationship what that looked like, what that was. And so um, all of the 10 years, I knew something wasn't right, and I knew this wasn't how it was supposed to be, but I didn't know it was abuse until I got out. 
and he threatened to want to kill me. So I decided, you know, I think it's time that I leave. But during that time, I suffered with severe anxiety and depression too. And I, it, throughout seasons of my life, I did definitely want to end my life. So I know what it's like to um, w want to be dead. I know what it's like to um, want my ex dead. And that sounds, I mean, just, just be honest, I hated him so much. I wanted him dead. And, um, but um, God, in his mercy and his grace, protected me and my children, um, got out of it. I sought forgiveness um, for, towards him, and I still actually have to work on forgiveness towards him because he continues to be um, himself, um, even if you get out of the relationship, if you have kids, that is. Um, so please don't, don't do that. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, and so the the, uh, the the marriage was very toxic, very abusive, very um, dangerous. And um, I prayed, and I did. I prayed for years that God would change him. But you can pray all, all you want, um, and you can continue to fight and pray, but a person has to be willing to change too. So, What do you say to a young lady that feels those toxic weights inside of them from what other people relationships have done what do you say what did you do to get those toxic feelings and and, and uh, not feeling worthy and all yeah. those low feelings what did you do to get beyond those well it's it's easy to um when you when you get out of a bad relationship is easy easy to do rebound but if you're stuck in the relationship or you feel trapped or stuck um it's really important to seek somebody who you trust, who you can confide in, to tell them what's going on, um, and then go get counseling. Counseling is really important. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. Everybody needs wholeness in their life. Um, everybody needs to figure out why they behave the way they do, why they um, get to the root problem of what's going on. Why are you angry? Why are you anxious? Why are you stressed out? Um, now, it, it, as far as a relationship is concerned, um, and, and seek help and ask the Lord to show you the damaged areas in your life, the scarred areas, and say, God, would you heal me? Would you help me? Because it's, it's really, really hard to, um, to get out of that, that kind of relationship. But with the help of some really close friends who are pastors, um, they're the ones that said, get out of that situation and nobody had told me that before so I was like oh okay and then all of a sudden I began to see things but um, I would say definitely get some help everybody um, could use a little bit of counseling between the time that you left that marriage and then TJ what was Elizabeth Clark like during those years because you were still a mom still a ministry still a worshiper what did you find out? You found out about Elizabeth Clark during those times. I found myself again. Um, for 10 years, a big part of me was lost. And um, um, I, was, I was considered dumb and invaluable. And, you know, I like to be goofy. I mean, Taylor and Allie know this. Um, I like to, I'm very young at heart. And then when I have to be mature, I do. I mean, who likes to adult? Um, I, I really don't like to adult. But um, I need that T-shirt that says, I, I don't do adulting well or something like that. 
I try really hard, and God knows my heart. But um, anyways, I'm very young at heart. Always have been, and I pray I always will be. And I don't understand serious people. That's just me. Um, and so thank, and so anyway, um, I feel like I'm a complicated, complex person. So, um, during that time of healing, um, I took a year off of ministry cause you just need to do that when you're been through something like that. Um, but that was for me. Um, God heals however he wants to and however amount of time he does. But I really just began to, to find myself when I felt lonely when I felt like um, just overwhelming grief and pain, um, it caused me to continue to look to God and go, you know what? I am absolutely dead without you. I cannot do any, I can't make it another moment without you. And it caused me to realize things about myself and know that I can't, ever get into another relationship. I didn't even know, actually, if I wanted to ever get remarried again. Um, but I was in a place where I decided, no matter what, my heart was going to continue to go hard after God and, um, and, uh, and do everything I could to be a better, better me. I felt like my old, new self again, if that makes any sense. We had talked about this night springing boarding us into our relationship series that we're calling Don't Break Up By Text and other dumb stuff we do in relationships. <laughs> and what advice would you give to young people about dating as going into that series? Um, what would you say to young people just in general about motivations for dating and what to look for, what not to look for, and so forth? I don't know what happened to my notes. They just disappeared. <laughs> they were so good. I need to find some of them again. There was a quote in there that I'm definitely not going to remember um, that I, I didn't make up that I got to tell you. But anyway, um, advice that I would give, make sure that you know who you are. Make sure that your identity is not wrapped up in what you do or another person. Make sure that, I mean, ask yourself, why, why do you want to date? I mean, if you're 15 or 16, are you going to get married within the next year or two? I mean, really, let, let's be real. This is just, this is my opinion. I don't think you should date until you're out of high school. That's just my opinion. You can hate me all you want. That's fine. It's fine. But I'm just telling you from experience, I really think you need to make sure you're mature enough to handle a relationship and also make sure that the qualities that you want in a man or a woman, you're becoming yourself. You can't expect to have this awesome godly man or godly woman if you're not working on yourself. It's just not going to happen. Um, or if, say, you're completely whole, God's worked on you, blah, 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 here comes this good-looking man, and you're like, ooh, he sweeps me on my feet, blah, 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 blah. But he's just kind of into God or and you feel like you're, you're more into the things of God than he is. That's not good enough. You need to make sure that, you know, oh, I can win him to Jesus or, you know, a, a classic line. Um, or, you know, and this, yeah, that sometimes happens. But ladies, that's a rare occasion. Um, just, just make sure that it's a healthy relationship and that you're 
Um, just be friends. Friends first is the best way to go. I did it wrong the first time. We, I thought we were friends, but it was not really. It was basically based on emotion. He was charming and just showed me the world and I can show you the world. I mean, seriously, I think of Aladdin and cheesy princess movies everybody loves. But watch out for that guy who says that he can show you the world um, and make sure that his in he has integrity. Make sure that he has godly character. Make sure that he is mature. For goodness sakes, don't you want a mature man? I mean, do y'all? Some of you are smiling. Thank you. Um, some of you are like, no, I don't care. Um, it's all right. One day you will care. Promise. Um, and if you never remember a word I say, uh, that's all right. Maybe the Holy Spirit will bring it back. Um, but anyway, uh, there's so much to say, and I'm sure more was in here. <laughs> but, okay, there you go. Um, so sorry. See, I found my notes from last year. They just all of a sudden popped up. That's weird. Sorry, keep going. So you have on your, your uh, background is you and TJ. Tell us about what God did there for you with him coming into your life. Okay. Um, that is so bizarre. I hope I didn't erase it. That would be bad. I'm sorry. I'm talking out loud <laughs> to myself. Oh. That's just annoying. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. So TJ coming into your world. Yes. And my question to you was, do dreams come true? Yeah, they really do. I, if you would have asked me that a few years ago, I always said, I don't think so. I really just did not think there was such thing as a godly fairy tale. I know that, you know, you guys understand now what a good relationship is. But for me, um, I really just despise, I couldn't stand Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day, I, I would, let me back up. Um, I got to prelude this. Um, Valentine's Day when I was married was horrible because I would literally stand in the card aisle for an hour because I was trying to be nice and trying really hard to be loving. I had to choose agape love, God love for the man. But I was like, there's not a card that describes it all how I feel. Jesus, help me. So um, Valentine's Day, I would just look at other couples and just smirk inside and smile and be like, that's so cheesy and so not real. And um, it can't possibly be real. So anyway, um, I would say that um, TJ has changed my perspective. Is his name TJ? In case you wonder, it stands for Thomas John. Um, so um, he changed my whole perspective of what a godly man should look like. Um, he honors me and respects me like I've never been treated before. And actually, you know, I don't have to wonder um, if he's going to do what he says. And I can trust what he says um, because he's led by God. He gets up every morning and spends time with God like 45 minutes to an hour. And um, he's more disciplined than I am. And um, he causes me to, to want to be better. Um, my other relationship caused me just to want to strangle him. So, um, <laughs> let's just be honest and real. But, um, you know, I did get over it like I did. I, you know, I did, I did um, move on and 
st such. But yeah, um, I met TJ on eHarmony. Isn't that weird? I used to make fun of eHarmony. Um, <laughs> I did. I'd see the commercial and go, who does that? That's retarded. Um, and so then I signed up as a joke for myself because I thought it was funny and, you know, was, you know, you know, messaging people would message people. Also, okay, guys would message, and I'd respond. But um, this this guy was different. You can always tell if a guy's into himself if he has a lot of pictures of himself on Instagram, Facebook, or eHarmony. And if they're always like, you know, <laughs> selfies all the time, like <laughs> swipe. Nope, I don't. I can tell you're full of yourself. I don't want you for sure. Um, you don't want anybody who's full of themselves, you know? Um, anyway, it's a whole other story. Um, so yeah, TJ, um, came along and at first he wanted to friend date and I was a little disappointed, but God said, go with it. And as we friend dated, he, we didn't hold hands or anything. We, we had boundaries. He set boundaries. That's another thing that was in my notes. Just reminded me. It's really important that you set physical and emotional boundaries. Um, and I can't go into detail because I don't have enough time. But um, those things are very important to the Lord, and it's, it's important to you. And there are, there are those rules in the Bible or commandments for a reason. It's for your protection, um, for your heart and your body. And so um, physical intimacy is meant for the marriage bed. I will say that, um, and not Netflix and chill, people. Not, I mean, I got to go off on this. One day, I was going down the road, and I saw this fast car. And on the side, before I knew what Netflix and chill was, I was like, Netflix. And it, it was written on the fast car, Netflix and chill. I was like, how dumb is that? <laughs> And then when I found out later what it meant, I was like, yeah, that's, even, that's definitely dumb and immature. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know who came up with these terms. I mean, who does these things? I mean, does anybody know who spins these things off and makes it what they are? Can we, like, email them, text them, and say, please stop? Anyway, um, so, yeah. TJ is... Um, I don't want to keep going because I'll, I'll start crying, but um, he supports me. He loves me. And the only way he can be the man he is is because he loves Christ first. And he loves Christ with all of his heart. So you guys are, are not your opposites in a way. Oh, is that man. True? We're completely opposite. So how does that benefit a relationship? Because most people think, well, I wouldn't be able to put up with an opposite. Yeah, I thought mine. the same thing, actually. So how, what would you say yeah. to somebody that says... Well, again, he's logical and rational, and so um, he's an engineer. He's got an engineer brain, and um, so he he thinks um, before he does things. He's slow to do something. Sometimes, sometimes that's annoying. But um, I I admire how he just he's just slow and like if I um if I need to, he's like the calm when my when I'm just up in a tizzy um and again i get more emotional and so then he just kind of he's just even kill i'm like how are you not moved by this situation you should be mad or you should be like oh it's me and he's just like I'm just, i just don't understand it's awesome but you need someone who can kind of balance you out 
Um, I've all, I was always drawn to people, guys who were more like me, and that would have actually, it ends, ends up in a disaster, really, um, at least for myself. I used to dream of having a guy who could sing on and play the guitar, or he could be this cute little duet, and then, uh, or, you know, one time I thought, maybe it'll be a preacher, but then I realized, no offense, I did not want to marry a preacher, um, because then... Um, there were certain things that I would be tied down to because I knew God had called me other than just staying in one place. I knew he called me to other things, and then I began to see why I didn't marry a preacher. But all that to say, actually, TJ is a great writer, and he's a great teacher, and he loves to speak. So God did partially give me, you know, he did give me what I actually needed and wanted. Um, and he, and we lead small groups together, um, and I've always wanted to do that together, so it's really cool. We're going to close out tonight. I know that you had talked about, when we were talking about, the, the impact that this has in our lives. Yeah. So what would you tell young ladies? Because so much of our life is viewed on these screens. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about their identity, their worth, um, just going and looking what other people are doing and are like, what would you say to the young ladies when it comes to to this device. Speaking of, can I get a Snapchat picture? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but, but for real, um, Snapchat is, can be fun. It can be very dangerous. I just will say that. Um, Facebook, anything social media, um, well, anything you do in life, first of all, if you do too much of it, it can become addictive and distracting. Even for myself, I love little, I have this game, it's called Cookie Cats. <laughs> I know it's silly, and there's something else called Be Brilliant. And my husband just looks at me and like, I'm like, look, they sing. And they sing in harmony, and they're like, dee, 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 dee. And, and so he, he looks at me, and I'm laughing my head off at this, this introduction. He just looks at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, but they're so cute, these little cats. If I win the level, then all four come out and start singing. Isn't that adorable? And he doesn't get it. But um, I can get wrapped up. I do remember, I have to, to say this. When I was going through a really hard time, I would, um, I would like um, immerse myself in getting my mind up what was going on, the pain and the suffering in my life. So I would you know, get into games and become addictive to games. And if I don't watch myself, actually now I could still become addicted to games and um, social media. But I mean, social media is a bunch of drama anyway. Um, so, and everybody has to, has to say whatever is on their mind and that drives me crazy. Um, but anyhow, I really think you need to stop comparing yourself. So, 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 Social media causes, has a tendency to cause um, anxiety, stress, and comparison, and jealousy. And a lot of times what you're seeing on social media isn't completely true. Um, people make their lives look beautiful and wonderful and happy, la-di-da. But a lot of times what they're searching for is, please like my page. How many likes can I get? How many followers can I get? Finding your self-worth in something that doesn't matter. Um, I you need to find your self-worth in who God's called you to be. And if you're insecure, which we all struggle with insecurities about something every day, Find your security in knowing 
that you are called to according to God's purposes and his glory, that you are made in his image, and that your destiny is not going to be the same as somebody else's. We all go through pain. We all go through suffering. And some of us a little more than others. I'm still in pain and still in suffering. In fact, um, I'm in litigation to try to get two of my kids back from my ex. And um, it's very painful. It's very hard. I want my kids back. But through the pain, through the suffering, God has a plan. And I know what it's like to have lots, and I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to want to be dead. I want, know what it's like to be jealous, and I know what it's like to wish I had this, and I wish that I didn't look like that, and I wish, but I have to constantly remind myself, okay, God, what do you say about me? If you're ever in doubt, go to the Word of God. You have to speak over yourself what God says about you. You are not an accident. You're not a mistake. And you do have a purpose. You do have a destiny. Are you willing to go after God's destiny? Or are you going to try to seek your own destiny? doesn't matter how young or old you are. God's still not done with you. Find out what it is that's holding you back from moving forward. Like, right, I would say, ask the Lord to show you what's keeping me from becoming whole. What's keeping me from moving forward and staying in the past. If I could, if I could just um, cause you to see how much God loves you and how much He wants you, then I think you would have a different perspective on life. I think you would see that your love, or your, if you don't feel like you are loved, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whoever did wrong to you. I'm sorry for if you have this idea of what love is and it's just not the way that God wants you to see how his love is for you. If you if you'll just forgive the person who wronged you, if you will just allow or forgive yourself for choices that you've made, you can start over. God gives you another chance. He gives chances all the time. Do you know that when you wake up every day, His mercies are new? So tomorrow morning, guess what? New mercies again. And the only way that I can live and survive is because of Christ. Every single day, I have to ask God to help me because life is hard but God really 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 is good and God has that that amazing wonderful godly person picked out for you don't rush the process wait 